This is the Francis Tibbles Show with your host, Francis Tibbles. Oh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Isn't it just great to be alive? Like, stop for a second. Stop, stop. Everyone stop, quiet. All right. So, everybody, first, what I want you to do is just to close your eyes. All right. Okay, okay. I'm not going to do anything goofy. And now, take a deep breath, like, like let from your stomach, from your diaphragm, make your tummy fat. Now again, one more time. Take it in, hold it. So you think you're almost going to burst, then let it out twice as slow. Right, you feeling that? Nudity. So much calmer. Okay, so last week I was a bit in the pumps, you know, I was all dumpy dumpy doo. And so Russell Brown came over and he was like, oh, Tibbles, come on, let's go for a bike ride. And I was like, I don't got no bike. And he was like, sure you do, I got one out here for you. It was like from some turn of the century thing. I mean, no, it wasn't like one of those deals with the big wheel and the little wheel, even though I wouldn't be surprised. No, it was like, it was two wheels and a crank. He calls, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, Tibbles, you know, these are my fixies. He calls them my fixies. And so we get on this, do you know what a fixie is? It's a bike where it, there's just um, pedals and a chain and it's connected to the wheel. That's it. It looks like uh, like when a little kid tries to draw a bicycle. You know, none of the derailers, none of the stuff that m- lets you coast, right? And you're like, oh, that's fine, Tibbles, you're biking, you did coasting. What's important? Um, coasting is what you need when you turn. So we're just... He takes me out to the biggest hill and we're going down it and I'm pedaling like mad because you can't coast. Your feet are going wah, 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 wah. and then there's a big turn at the bottom. He's like, whoa. There's a double-decker bus going, and I'm trying to turn and pedal at the same time. And I'm like, oh, Russell. And he turns and he goes, Tate Tibbles, you're loving life now. And I was like, you got me there. So anyway, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about stuff. So like when I was growing up, like my family was always like, Francis, all you ever do is talk about killing yourself. And it's true. It was uh, frequently my thought um, would, would go to, oh, I want to end it all. You know, I'd be sitting there in math class and I'd be like, I wonder if I can turn these numbers into a noose and hang myself with them, you know. Um, you know, oh, I'd be walking down the hallway and I'd be bored out of my mind. And I'd be like, oh, how many times I have to hit my head against the drinking fountain before, you know, my body just naturally stops and I fall down, uh, you know, a little bushy pile. And 
you know, people were, I would share these feelings with people. They'd be like, oh, you're depressed, Tibbles. Oh, let's get you on some pills. And I was like, no, I'm not, you know. And what I realized the other day, I was reading a book by Dr. Amen, and he's got a bit of a cult following him, you know, change your brain, change your life. And I finally realized what it was all about. I got the old uh, ADD, the whole life. You know, I can't focus on things that I find boring. And so the way I've made my life unboring is I frequently would turn whatever task I had to do into some kind of death machine. Tibbles, time to take out the trash. And I'd be like, okay, Dad. And I would make my bed, and as I made my bed, I would imagine, you know, it was some white-sheeted ghost. Or as I had to go take out the trash, I would, you know, try to think about how many of my heads I could fit into that trash bag as I took it out. I wouldn't be the person I am today if I'd been uh, all loaded on antidepressants. And for that, I wouldn't be the person I am if I was, had been totally loaded on, um, you know, what they give ADD people. It's, uh, you know, speed. <laughs> the question arises, do I want to be that person now? I don't know. But I've got a couple of people here today who are going to help us out come to that answer. Um, today on our show, we've got Mr. Bill Gates. He's going to come on and he's going to talk to us a bit about the future of Xbox 360. You know, a little, little pew, 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 and uh, shooting and stuff. And also we've got a Louis C.K. He's going to talk to us about how everything's terrible. Mm. Um, Jeff Jeffers uh, is going to do his little movie review and uh, maybe some funny Z, we'll see. Um, also, we're going to have the last week's, the answer to last week's riddle. Ooh. Um, anyway, we got that and more coming up. But first, here's Holly Newsome with Lane in Line.
Thank you, Holly Newsome, everybody. Oh, just Google her name, Holly Newsome, uh, N E W S O M. Holly like the berries. Uh, uh, oh, something with lots of holes in it. Uh, uh, but anyway, thank you. Your Holly, your your voice and your expressions. Um, feel like it should be coming out of the hearts of like a 60-year-old lady. It's tremendous. Oh, you pack a wall up. Now, I don't know how much all of you know about video games. I know a bit or two, but today comes the king of video games. I believe he invented them. His name is Bill Gates. Everybody. Well, thank you, Francis. It's great to be here mm -hmm. on yes. on your show. Your show, the Francis Tibbles uh -huh. show, has done so much. Ooh, thank you for for the um, yes re-sparking the radio. Mm. Something they said that couldn't be it done. Couldn't be done. Um, <laughs> and but it AM was. radio and podcasts and bridging that gap in general. And. Uh, what I wanted to talk to you today about is about um, the future of um, what I'm involved in, is video games. That means a lot coming from you. We live in what may be the golden age of video games. There's never been a greater selection of games to play, and there's never been more ways to buy games that we at Microsoft sell and uh, for them to play. And the 
prices for games keep going down and down. Um, classic games, rare games, are now finding a second home and a second chance due to a digital distribution services that uh, we have mm-hmm. both on the PC okay. and on home consoles like the Xbox 360. Everything on a whole is getting better. Yes. I of feel- course, okay. that means that no one is happy <laughs> with anything. Uh-huh. Ever. <laughs> I once made a joke on Twitter uh, that if uh, you only paid attention to the comments on gaming news stories, uh-huh. you would think that every pre-order has been canceled, uh-huh. every game is a rip-off, and every major publisher is being boycotted by everybody. That's funny. When a publisher makes a little bit of money, uh-huh. that's it for them. It's selfish to continue for them to turn a profit. Mm -hmm. Um, If a company does anything to try to stem the flow of piracy, they're screamed at by people, by by players, who will allow no form of DRM, not even Steam, to touch their systems. And legions of people seem to scour news stories for any excuse to justify their own piracy. Now, don't worry. I'm sure that anyone who's listening to this story, they're the exception to the rule. <laughs> like, for example, Dosex Human Revolution, new game, just came out, and it's going to be talked about for years. It's a wonderful game. But right now, we must attack the game's battle you know, the boss's battles aren't good enough. Even though they only make up less than a percent of the time that's going to be spent playing the game. Or people will blast the game because they think that a single character speaks Uh in a certain way that's perceived as being racist. You know, I don't really play that many video games, actually. People will wring their hands over the game's tiniest flaws Uh and ask endlessly of ourselves what it all means. Okay, yeah. What does it mean? What it means is... Every game is too short. And can can we Although can we cut the statistics the show music that most here? players don't finish the games that they do start playing? They'll say that every game's too expensive. Although uh-huh. they will ask for ever increasing levels of interaction, <laughs> they want higher graphical fidelity and longer length. <laughs> that's like my that's like my wife. Uh, she um, complains about uh, when I work too much, or then if she'll complain if I'm not working enough. We used to claim that we wanted more people to game, but now they'll scoff at those who play casual games, as if planting a garden strategically is somehow beneath those of us who pretend to be an elf strategically. Um, We're sitting around the Dungeons and Dragons table and we're complaining about people who read Twilight. Oh, Billy, you're you're kind of funny in that bit of a nerd way. press is just as guilty of this as anyone. You see, it's easy to find reasons to dislike a game, and creating outrage is an easy path to page views. When they don't like a game, that means they're biased. When they like a game, it's because they've sold out, and they're writing commercials. Um, If they're lukewarm to a game, if the press is lukewarm to a game, then they're clearly the wrong person to be writing about it. Actual criticism is unacceptable. The audience will only accept verdicts on games such as either sucks or perfect. Here, here, I do feel like there is a definite, uh, not only in video games, but uh, anywhere, politics at all, the very polarizing. Uh, 
industry uh, only creates sequels, everyone says, you know, sequels, number two, number three, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 14. <laughs> they complain about this, but yet they still refuse to buy new games based on new worlds and new characters. They say, we're sick of these endless sequels, while they still are buying them by the millions. So not only will people say that they're not going to buy Battlefield 3 unless it comes out on Steam, even though they say Steam is an indefensible form of DRM that allows you to rent games and not buy them. The fact that a company is forcing is, is the worst possible thing. And so we should, you know, they say should boycott the games and they'll complain and then they'll pirate the games. And in two years, you know, they won't log into the games anymore. See, real problems exist. Polio, hunger. Just look at what my foundation is working for. The problem is, is that we've gotten everything that we've wanted. We have built a grand tower of utterly, completely optional gaming atop our own hierarchy of needs. You know, food, shelter, warmth, love. Yet we're constantly distracted by these little gnats in our teeth. Everything is amazing. Nobody's happy. <laughs> oh, everyone. I want to thank, uh, which was your name again? Uh, Bill Gates, everyone. Um, Bill, will you be able to join us while uh, Louis C.K., the comedian, comes out and speaks with us? After this uh, commercial message? Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I'll just sit here. These are some comfortable couch cushions you got here. Facts are that a child who learns to play a musical instrument is a happier child, a more focused child, a smarter child. With the Music Lab, we are changing the way the world thinks about music lessons. Please click on your media player now and click Music Lab for more details. At the Music Lab, we're defined by our diversity. First, the number of musical styles, and next, the variety of instruments to choose from is just incredible. Our students take private lessons or group lessons, but also they can do something more. They can take it to the stage by learning to play in a band and perform in the local music scene. Click on your media player now to experience the excitement music can bring to your home. Visit musiclabminneapolis.com. You know, it was like back then, yeah. Those were simpler times, I think. I just feel like we may be going back to that, by the way. But uh, in a way, good. Because when I read things like the foundations of capitalism are shattering, I'm like, maybe we need that. Maybe we need some time where we're walking around with a donkey with pots clanging on the sides. Do you think that would bring us back to reality? Because everything is amazing right now, and nobody's happy. Like, in my lifetime, the changes in the world have been incredible. When I was a kid, we had a rotary phone. We had a phone that you had to stand next to, and you had to dial it. Primitive, you're making sparks <laughs> in a phone, and you actually would hate people with zeros in their numbers because it was more it was right. like, oh, this guy's got two zeros. Screw that guy. Why do I want to? <laughs> and then if you, if they called and you weren't home, the phone would just ring lonely by itself. <laughs> And then if you wanted money, you had to go in the bank for when yes. it was open for like three hours. 
to stay in line, write yourself a check like an idiot. And then when you run out of money, you just go, well, I can't do any more things now. <laughs> I can't do any more That's things. That's it, yeah. That was it. And even if you had a credit card, they, the guy would go, ugh, and he'd bring out this whole chunk, chunk, and he'd write, yeah. oh, Cuddy, you have to call the president to see if you have any money. <laughs> Now, um, now, do you feel that uh, we live in a time where, you know, technology is taken for granted? Well, yeah, because now we live in an, in an amazing, amazing world, and it's wasted on the on the crappiest generation of just spoiled idiots that don't care. Because this is what people are like now. They got their phone. And they're like, ugh, it won't. Give it a second. Give it, it's going to space. Can you give it a second to get back from space? Is the speed of light true? It's true. Yeah, it's very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a, I was on an airplane and there was uh -huh. internet high speed internet on the airplane. Okay. That's yes. the newest yeah. thing that I know exists. Internet on. And I'm sitting on the plane and they go, open up your laptop. You can go on the internet. And it's fast mm -hmm. and I'm watching YouTube clips. It's, I'm yeah. in an airplane. And then it breaks down, and they apologize. The internet's not working. The guy next to me goes, "This is bull." <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we get a censor on that? Oh. Like, how quickly the world owes him oh. something yes. he yeah. knew existed yeah. only ten seconds ago. Right. is the worst one because people come yeah. back from flights and they tell you their story and it's like a horror story it's they act like their flight was like a cattle car in the 40s in germany that's yeah. how bad they make it sound right they're like it was the right. worst day of my life first of all we didn't board for 20 minutes and then we get on the plane and they made us sit there on the runway for 40 minutes, we had to sit there. Oh, really? What happened next? Did you fly through the air incredibly like a bird? Did you partake in the miracle of human flight, you non-contributing zero? That you got to fly? You're flying! It's amazing! Everybody on every plane should just constantly be going, Oh, my God! Wow! Yes! You're flying! You're... You're sitting yes. in a chair in the sky. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 To do that, and a bunch of you would die on the way there and have a baby. You'd be a whole different group of people by the time you got there. <laughs> now you watch a movie and you take a dump in your home. <laughs> oh, thank you, Louis C.K. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bill Gates. Up next, Jeff Jeffers. Today's classic pit. Wait, I did it wrong. Oh well, I'll just go on with it. Um, today's upcoming movie is The Lion King 3D. <laughs> Simba, Mufasa, 
Nala, Timon, and Pumbaa are back and better than ever this fall when Disney's The Lion King roars into theaters and homes in breathtaking 3D. A special two-week theatrical extravaganza kicks off September 16th, 2011, showcasing the Oscar and Golden Globe winning film on the big screen in Disney Digital 3D for the first time ever, and its highly anticipated home entertainment debut kicks off October 4th, and that'll be celebrating the Diamond Edition release of the epic movie The Lion King in high-definition Blu-ray and Blu-ray 3D. An unforgivable story, breathtaking animation, beloved characters, and award-winning music sets the stage for Lion King. A Disney classic that follows the adventures of Simba, the feisty lion cub who just can't wait to be king. But his envious uncle Scar has plans for his own ascent to the throne, and he forces Simba's exile from the kingdom. Alone and adrift, Simba soon joins the escapades of a hilarious meerkat named Timon and his warm-hearted warthog pal Pumbaa. Adopting their carefree lifestyle of Hakuna Matata, Simba ignores his real responsibilities until he realizes his destiny and returns to the Pride Land to claim his place in the circle of life. I recommend it. Today's classic pick, this is why I started out at the beginning, but you'll get it. Today's classic pick is the 1994 American animated feature film. Lion King. Produced by Walt Disney Feature Animation. Released to theaters on June 15th, 1994 by Walt Disney Pictures. It's the 32nd film in the Walt Disney animated classics. Um, the story, which was influenced by Bible stories of um, the brother that was sold into slavery and um, the guy who has the staff and the, and the, um, the jello walls, the water, um, and also the epic of Sundiata, um, and the play Hamlet also, which was written by Hamlet. It takes place in a kingdom of anthropomorphic lions in Africa. The film was the highest gross and animated film of all time until the release of Finding Nemo, that 2003 Disney and Pixar computer animated film. Um, the Lion King is the sixth highest gross and animated film, and it continues to be one of the highest grossing hand-drawn films in history. Um, it belongs to an era that was known as the Disney Renaissance. Um, the all-star vocal talent includes Godzilla, The Birdcage, How Stella Got Her Groove Back, The Fugitive, Dead Ringers, Home Improvement, Superfly TNT, Up in Smoke, and The Cutting Edge. Songs were written by um, uh, Candle in the Wind, uh, lyrics were by The Wizard of Oz, and the original score from Thelma and Louise. I recommend it.
Tuna. Oh, excuse me. Oh, hey there. Oh, where was I? Um, thank you, Jeff Jeffers. Up next, Precious Voids. That's why my heart forever pines for precious days with precious minds. They say my stepdaddy punched her, but I don't know. Developing tonight, she's out on bond for inciting a riot Saturday night inside a popular family pizza restaurant. She and her family were supposed to be celebrating a little boy's birthday, but now she and her mother, sister, stepdad, and boyfriend are all facing charges. The fight broke out at the Chuck E. Cheese in Hickory Hill. Kelly Hesedal is live with the latest. Kelly. Well, Claudia, the suspect, 32-year-old Precious Vines, revealed a lot to us today during an interview today. She tells us that she came here to Chuck E. Cheese's to celebrate her son's birthday. She also tells us she's pregnant. This right here, this is where they was at. They was taking a picture. But Precious Vines and several relatives posed for more than just family pictures. Like, putting it on me. It's like, it's family got arrested. Me, my mom, my sister, my boyfriend, and my stepdad. They were celebrating her two-year-old son's birthday when they were hauled out of Chuck E. Cheese's in handcuffs. She says it all started because of a long line at the photo booth. My sister and my little brother was taking pictures, and the girl said... How long are y'all going to be? An argument started, escalated, and turned into a brawl when police say Key's stepdad intervened, punched the girl, and gave her a black eye. Other people jumping in who didn't have nothing to do with the fight. Court papers describe absolute chaos, with fists flying between both the victim's family and the suspects. Police say customers and children began panicking and running from the scene to avoid getting involved. Nearby shoppers call it ridiculous. Kind of kid environment mostly for kids and for adults to act like that, that was kind of disturbing to me. I feel so embarrassed. But Precious has no regrets and disputes any of this was her fault. After all, some fact that I'm pregnant and I'm looking like, why well, I'm going to fight if I'm pregnant? I'm not trying to lose my child. Dad faced charges of disorderly conduct and inciting a riot. The other two suspects faced charges for threatening cops as they tried to break up the fight as well as possession of marijuana. Reporting live in Hickory Hill tonight, Kelly Hassadal, WREG News Channel 3. Oh, precious. This sounds like you had quite a bit of a, a wild weekend at, uh, at the Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, hell no, Francis. I am not talking about this, you zip-prone host. I am had the worst weekend ever. My, my children did not need to go through that. And worst of all, Teardrop. Teardrop had, a, like, uh, you know, just... All he does is cry now. Well, <laughs> anyway, what I'm going to tell you is uh, last, week's, last week's riddle. Uh, last week's riddle is Paula Perkins was after a talking parrot, so she went to the local pet shop in hope of securing such a find. Mm. Uh, she was in luck. <laughs> Sounds like a little white girl, my little parrot. The shop assistant said to her that, um, that the parrot would learn to repeat any words or phrases that it heard. Um, Paula was happy. Mm. Okay. Uh, however, a week later, the parrot still hadn't spoken a word. Sounds like they bought it at Savers. Uh, Polly returned to the shop to complain. However, it appeared that the assistant was accurate in what he had said and refused a refund. Why didn't the parrot talk? Because got she got ripped off. Okay. Um, but Tibble says the answer is um, just open the envelope. This thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's an envelope. Uh, the parrot was deaf and as such oh. couldn't repeat a single word it uh -huh. heard. 
Oh, yeah, uh, it's cold. She got cheesed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this week's riddle. Um, this get out a pen riddle. and paper. It's a math one. So you got to do your arithmetic. arithmetic. All right, so three people check into a hotel. <gasps> hotel, no tell. Um, they pay $30 to the manager. And, um, and then they go to their room. Mm, three people checking into hotel room together. Uh-oh. Um... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's how, um, like, all my babies have. Uh, the manager suddenly remembers that the room rate is $25. I don't know how he forgot that. And uh, gives $5 to the bellboy to return to the people. Now, first off, you are not going to get a hotel room that has a bellboy for $30 a night, especially with three people. Anyway, um, gives $5 to the bellboy. On the way to the room... The uh, bellboy reasons that $5 would be difficult to share among three people, so he pockets $2. Okay, now this is sounding good. And he gives $1 to each person. Now, each person's already paid 10 bucks, and they just got back one. So now that means that they've uh, each paid $9 for the hotel. All right. So now if you take 9 plus 9 plus 9, that's 27. The bellboy has $2. That adds up to 29 Where's the missing dollar? Missing dollar. Um, if you um, think you know the answer, uh, send an email to francistibbles at gmail.com. All right, I want to... I want to thank all of my guests, uh, Bill Gates, Louis C.K., um, Holy Newsome, Precious Vines. Now, playing us out here is going to be Funny Z with his uh, first world problems jack. My laptop's battery is low, but the charger's over there. I can never find the right lid for my Tupperware. I woke up at noon. Do I eat breakfast or lunch? I don't like organic milk, and we don't have fruit punch. My neighbors put a password on their high-speed Wi-Fi, and the freezer makes my ice cream hard to scoop. Why try? My hot water ran out in the shower, which sucks because I was only in there for half hour. The other side of my pillow is not much cooler. There's no measure for inches or feet on this ruler. Something just beeped and I don't know what it was. Was it my Roomba, convection oven, or just Google Buzz? There's some cereal left, but not enough to make a bull. I hate replacing batteries on my Wii remote control. People keep texting me when I'm playing Tiny Wings. My cleaning lady's vacuuming. I can't hear anything. I didn't read Shake Well. Now I feel like I missed out. And when I opened my birthday card, no money fell out. I meant to turn on the light, but it was the Disposal, my Vespa's in the shop, now how can I be mobile? Netflix is suggesting things I've already seen. And my suit is too fancy for the washing machine. There's a pebble in my shoe, I have to stop and shake it. I have it. to add water to this cupcake mix, then bake it. My pillow's too soft, and I have too many sheets. And what the heck do I do with all these Starbucks receipts? Poor guy. My walk-in closet door is kinda hard to close. And my private school teacher calls my rap songs prose. My fridge doesn't have a touchscreen, first world issue. Killed a spider with a dollar, cause I didn't have a tissue. We got these first world problems. Thank you for calling Joel Wait, what was that?